Hello and welcome to the first Pipescast, or should I say Dwarfcast, uh, ably assisted by the fine folks from Ganymede and Titan. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. From left to right we have... Joey. Joe. Capsi. Zeb. Carl. Ian. And Dan. And me, Rich, and I'm from Ghostwatch Behind the Curtains, and we're going to be talking about Ghostwatch, and we've just watched it for the first time in a while. Thoughts? Well, I've never seen it before. I've just seen clips on the internet, as far as I'm aware. Um, and to be honest with you, the first sort of hour or so was kind of obviously it's quite slow because you've got to get the thing across. But then the last twenty minutes scared the shit out of me. <laughs> as is Justin proper. And that's the <laughs> thing, isn't it? Is the genuine scariness of it, even when like some of us have seen it double figures now, uh, that it's still still scary just because of how skillfully it's done in a lot of areas it's the structure that makes it because there's long parts of it that are deliberately nothing much happens it's quite dull like they stay in the house for a long time while there's nothing going on while they're making cups of tea and yeah. all that. just drinking the atmosphere it, yeah. it, it's not even that as well it's, it's actually it's it's overly cheesy in places and you kind yeah. of sit there especially if you watch it for the first time I mean we, we were obviously sat around with people who knew what was going on so there was more of a sense of this is going to get scary but if you're just watching it generally there's a bit more of a, a feeling of oh this is daft oh oh it's Craig Charles pissing around oh this is all really cheap and rubbish and look how early 90s it is and then it just starts to you know it's interesting you'd say that I wonder if now watching it now it's actually a more believable piece of TV just because of how TV is now it's actually there's more things like Ghost Watch just because you know the massive amounts of stuff on living mm. and whether if like you know obviously without the period detail if that was shown today for the first time I think more people would probably buy it and I think mm. you know even more people would, would respond respond to it I think it might sort of lessen its impact if it was now because the shows like Derek Kakura and all that where they fake uh, Mm. ghostly things in the same way that Ghostwatch does but don't admit that it's yeah. Um, also I mean there was a point that came up while we were watching it which was that you've got that very unsettling bit right at the beginning when you're looking at the video footage and you can you know you've got the, the three different levels of being able to see pipe seeing him fully seeing him not at all and seeing him half yeah um, and the viewer can clearly see it there's no question of that and nobody in the studio acknowledges that it's there so, so if you're watching that on broadcast, you're left thinking, did I actually see that or is that just in my head? Nowadays, people with Sky Plus boxes and other PBRs, yeah. you'd rewind it straight away and you'd go, no, I did see it. You'd immediately go, okay, there's something going on I here. think that's my point considerably squashed there. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, well, because this is the first time that I've seen it yeah. since it was broadcast. And I remember watching it as a 12-year-old with my best friend and we were going mental at that point where they were going, oh no, it's just the curtain. And we were going, no, no, it's not. No, you've missed his head off. No. <laughs> but first, watching that for the first time since it aired, which was the only other time I've seen it. And to start with, I was thinking, oh, some of this acting's a bit ropey. I'm not going to appreciate this or get the same impact that I got as a 12 year old kid. And it wasn't quite the same, but I'm now sat here like half an hour after it's finished or whatever. And I'm a little bit shaky because it was that good towards the end. It it, it really does pull it out of the bag. And 
it became a running joke, but but after we first watched it, and it was was it actually on Halloween? I think it was yeah. in yeah. Halloween, yeah. Uh, oh, two thousand and six when we were living in Ealing, anyway. Yeah. Um, and I, I honestly, it, it was the first time I'd seen it, and I did have the attitude of, oh, this is a bit cheap. And we were talking over a lot of it and not really paying attention. But when you first, when you got to some of the really obvious sightings in the moment with the curtains. I was I was a wreck, and for a little while afterwards, it sounds to have to admit it. But I, you know, I'd be closing my eyes at night, and I would actually be picturing it. <laughs> Freak the fuck that out of me! Not, you had to remove behind the curtains because that is that is the famous bit as well. Yeah, for so. about a week, um, you've just reminded me. For about a week after it was first broadcast, I was absolutely terrified and wouldn't go to sleep with a light on. I can remember. I Although at least you were, you, you would have been younger at the time. No, it was much older. Whereas you know, I, th- this happened to me while I was in my mid twenties. <laughs> but I was worse. Well, you mentioned the acting, and like it is a is a, I don't know whether it is a problem or not, but it's definitely something you notice is that the acting of the mother, and we can't really you know it's not so much a problem with the kids because they're just kids, but the you know the acting of the mother was pretty bad, and it's it's a shame almost because everything else is so incredibly detailed and um it's and the, realistic and, it's that, and that whenever they're on camera it kind of just it's it's lifts you out of it a little bit you would expect that the people who are playing themselves would be the ones who'd be a bit stilted because they're not used to having to act yeah. lines as themselves and you would expect the actors to be more natural and it's the other way around parkinson and sarah green and mike smith and craig charles are completely believable they we're all used to background. yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah. used yeah. to being spontaneous Craig yeah. Charles did a great job because at the start he is really annoying. <laughs> but he, rather than it just being Craig being annoying, he's playing the part of an annoying sort of yeah. like, but it is just a like relief presenter. Well, he's and then towards the end when he start when he's like the bit where he's not Cat- sure whether he's on air or not. Yeah. Is it's just really <laughs> accurate. And well, that's why I wondered if that was actually ad lib by Craig because yeah, it felt yeah. like Craig talking. Well, this is the BBC like loves. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Post Smegup. Yeah, it was such a great idea getting Sarah Green involved. I mean, obviously now it's not quite the same, but as, as most of us will remember of that age, we knew her for going live, yeah. Yeah. and that was the same Sarah Green that w- we're used to seeing. Yeah, if you do it now, you'd probably do it with Anton Deck. Or she, something. she hadn't yeah. acted for quite a while, I think, back then. She, you know, it was long since her acting. Uh, she was sort of vaguely famous for her acting career, but but it was still, you know, we all knew her as a producer, but she was great. I mean, she held that all together for me completely. Um, well, died. Uh, also, Parky is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Just it's like, like one dismissive. And yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's such an absolute pro. He's just it's just Michael Parkinson. You know, again, it just doesn't seem like he's. That's what from gives it most of its credibility. Yeah. and believability. Does, does Parkinson have a vaguely act, have an acting background? He he appeared in I think at least one horror. Yeah, um, but he was. Put forward the the rumor is he was put forward for a BAFTA nomination for Ghost yeah. Watch. It, it wasn't as far as I know. It was never banned outright. It yeah. was never because the BBC have this cataloging process where if you go into the archives and you pull something up, it'll give you a warning. It'll say do not broadcast for reference only. Well, this is what I've been told, and Ghost Watch doesn't have that block. Hmm. Which is interesting because you'd think it, you'd would. Think it would, or th- at least there'd be a, a mention of it. Well, was there a big outrage at the time? There was. There was a huge outrage, oh, and, and you know, it was yeah, furor is the word. I mean, it, it was unprecedented, really, and nobody really knew how to handle it, which is why it was just sort of brushed. 
Yeah, and there, there was the uh, spurious attempt by the tabloids to link it to the yeah. suicide, wasn't there? Yeah, and that is, you know, that is a contentious issue. And, and again, as far as I know, the show itself was not to blame. But the trailers for it were kind of ambiguous and... Which is what most yeah. people would yeah. have. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, when we watched it, we went into it thinking it was a genuine thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you flick over... <laughs> At any point after, because right at the start, it did, on the original broadcast, it did have the Screen One logo to mm. denote that it was a drama, because it was their drama strand at the time. Mm. But if you flick on more than you know ten yeah. seconds into it, you'd just think it was real. Cause it's not that. That's the that's what's good about the way it's structured, because the first fifty minutes or so, you could it's like watching any other magazine. Type yeah, show. the format yeah. is. But it's interesting because I wasn't really aware that there was a massive controversy about it, but it did sort of come out of the public consciousness for a while and no one really talked about it for a few years and it's only recently that people are starting to remember it and mm. talking about it and sort of half remembering it and it's turning some like a bit of an urban legend yeah. at the moment mm. they, um, up until the DVD release I take it it wasn't released from VHS it, it, the BFI released it this was just on the cusp of VHS being phased out yeah. so it was released on VHS and DVD at the same time yeah but it was never repeated was it on, on no BBC? I think the closest they got was a kind of a what I had suggested that they go for, which was to do this documentary, and, and somebody else had pitched um, from another production company an idea to do an anthology documentary, which was also, I had also pitched this, which is interesting, and this is, you know, that's another story, but the, there were two ideas for the Ghostwatch documentary as it stands now. The first was a flat out documentary on Ghostwatch. So you go from the conception to the production to the aftermath and you touch on everything. It would be comparable to, you know, what's on the Red Dwarf documentaries yeah, yeah, that yeah. Andrew put together. The other idea was uh, to have a documentary based on multiple incarnations of reality horror. So you would have Ghostwatch, you would have um, Blair Witch Project. You would have, and there, there are many of these, you know, there's one called Without Warning that went out in the US with a guy called Sander Van Oker, who is kind of the... US Parky. There was one called Alien Abduction Incident in Lake County, which is very similar. Seen that. Yeah. One called uh, GNN Special Report Mission to Mars. And Judge Ryan. Orson Wells. And yeah. of course, Orson Wells. Yeah. 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 Independence Day UK. Well, the kind of, radio drama. I mean, I'd, I'd say that would would I be kind of out of line saying that Ghostwatch in the UK is kind of comparable to that event in Wild Worlds, where it just called like not it wasn't as widespread. It obviously was wasn't it? widespread because it didn't, you know. <laughs> I think that was the it's breakthrough. About, but it was, yeah. yeah, it was a bit of a sort of a yeah. landmark thing for kind of yeah, yeah. controversy. You, you get the impression TV broadcasting. Well, yeah, you get the, the impression that Wild the Worlds and Ghostwatch both garnered pretty much the maximum sort of response yeah effect that they could have on that particular society that they were broadcast to so I think yeah they are I mean you are talking about some of the most memorable bits of TV at the time Mm -hmm. I think I mean certainly you know as a kid and growing up sort of you know watching TV for the last 25 years Ghostwatch is up there in the sort of top Ten things I think that are just events in terms of watching TV. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. nothing else been on it, you know, since really or or before. Yeah. The um the the thing about just talking about I me mean, obviously the the controversial reaction and response to it. I think in a, in a way it's a bit of a shame because it's led to this situation where pretty much everyone involved with the making of it, the official line is to turn around and say. You know, we never intended for people to take it seriously. It was clearly marked as a drama and, and this, that, and the other. And obviously, yeah, they, they were on. As you say, you know, it, it had a writer's credit at the beginning. It was mentioned in the Radio Times. But 
I, I think it does. it's slightly doing it a disservice to claim that it was never intended to feel real. Um, and it's not because, you know, I don't believe that anyone set out with the intent to actually fool people. You know, there's no way that Stephen Vogt would have gone, I want to actually have people shitting themselves and thinking it's real. But there is a certain level of let's make it feel real because people will be sucked into it and it makes the drama better. It's not, you will know at the back of your mind that it's not real. But if you're constantly signposting that it's a drama, you don't get as invested in it. And so I I think it's a shame that they've sort of had to almost take this line of, well, no, we clearly signposted it. Because, well, no, the signposting wasn't hugely clear, but I don't think that's a bad thing. It's only because of the controversial reaction that they've had to say Exactly, yeah. yeah. And if, if you are going to celebrate <coughs> the fact that it's a drama and we're not trying to fool people, then you don't cast Craig Charles, Michael Well, this Parkinson is the thing, you Sarah use Green. actors yeah. as fake you know, presenters. Sarah Green yeah. was not known as an actress around mm. that time. Sarah Green had been a t- you know a mainstream yeah. TV presenter. And she sucked, I mean, for me, she sucked a lot of kids into watching something like that because mm. we grew up watching Ghostwatch. But, but that's... <laughs> I, <laughs> watching Going Live, sorry. Um, but I, I think there's nothing wrong with signposting it clearly at the very beginning... Um, just so that people are aware and then, then making no not pulling you out again at any point I don't think they should in any way apologise for that fact. until the credits roll as the studio disintegrates yeah. <laughs> Michael Parkinson becomes possessed <laughs> yeah. what were you saying about a sequel I'd never heard of this sequel uh, Steve uh, the writer and creator of Ghostwatch came up with this short story it's called 3110 and it's set 10 years after the first Ghostwatch and it, it, it takes place in this weird parallel alternate reality where Steve was still the writer of Ghostwatch but Ghostwatch actually happened and yeah, so they they decided to do a 10th anniversary special in the, the studio that was sealed off and Michael Parkinson's insane in a, in a, like a, a mental <laughs> home too far from you know, <laughs> and, and um, without giving the game away you know when they as soon as they get well not as soon as they get into the studio but they get into the studio and it's like a jolly campfire thing and then things start to go and it's really creepy and the ending is absolutely wonderful and it, it what it does is it, it it brings it all back to perceptions and preconceptions about live TV which to be fair is you know I mean in 92 people weren't talking about reality TV and yeah. it, it, it sits right at the beginning of basically all <coughs> you know the, the this whole big sci-fi boom that happened and the paranormal boom that happened with the X-Files which I think started airing over here in about 1993 so yeah. about 12 months after after this mm. it, it really sits there at the very beginning of that sort of period of, of television history so it was a bit quietly influential in terms of genre yeah absolutely. obviously I've just realised 3110 is Halloween Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm quite clever with this stuff <laughs> I'm really on the ball <laughs> not really well, I think it's worth mentioning about the future of Ghostwatch, and particularly the documentary, while we've got um, a moment to spare. Um, again, I can't get into the specifics, but it's, you know, the, the two most commonly received emails for me, one is, who are you? Because I'm not really credited with a lot of stuff that people would have uh, heard of. And two is, when is the doc coming out? And all I can say is that uh, a big anniversary is around the corner, uh, with the show having gone out in 1992. And, you know, that sounds like a good bet. If it mm. if it doesn't happen by then... It's a nice hook. 
you know, then enjoy this podcast. How much do the the people who were involved with you know the, the you know the the real stars who were involved with tend to talk about it? Which, I mean, I've I've seen Parkinson talk about it in interviews. Yeah. Um, but I mean, obviously, you know, as someone coming from the perspective of a dwarf fan, like I don't really remember it coming up in discussions of Craig Charles' career. Mm. When I first saw it, it was almost like, oh, there's Craig Charles, <laughs> not coming at it from the angle of, oh, here's this thing that Craig Charles famously did. You know. Mm. So I don't know if he tends to like bring it up, or if I say, or if like Sarah Green or Mike Smith. Are... Well, like I say, this Ghost in the Machine thing that happened for BBC Four, which was sort of, kind of a bit like my idea, mm. um, <laughs> that featured uh, Steve Leslie the director, Sarah Green was interviewed, and a fair few other people, because there are these sort of celebrity fans, I know that Darren Brown's a big fan mm. of... Doesn't surprise me at all, actually. I know he's a friend and collaborator, Andy Nyman's a big mm. fan as well. It's um, very much their style of thing. It, yeah, yeah, misdirection and yeah. Um, questioning things, mm. you know, I think that's, mm. that's important. I, I have spoken very, very briefly to Craig, about this, and he's he's more than keen to participate. We've actually lost his number. Yeah. If, ever, if anybody, oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. talking of phone numbers, yes. Yes. during the original broadcast, yes. wasn't there a recorded uh, line if yeah. people could phone up? Yeah, there was. It was the same number from going live. Yeah, but they yeah. but they put a recorded message on it, it telling people it that fake. it wasn't real. Right. Yeah. There was actually a, a small bank of people that took calls. Yeah, and I I, I think there were certainly less than twenty. It's and and yeah. I, it still holds the record. <coughs> it holds a few records. Goes watch actually. It's still was the single highest rated single drama of all time. If not just BBC One, then all of UK television, it got something like 11 or 12.5 million. And I think 30,000 calls in an hour or something. Those poor 20 people. Yeah. But didn't, didn't, they, didn't they also get a, um, a busy tone as well? So most people. Yeah, so most people. But yeah. that, that added to it because yeah. that, made, that, that probably made it worse, to be honest with you, because yeah. that made it like as if. It was real, yeah. and yeah, you just couldn't yeah. get through, yeah. as opposed well, to everyone getting a message. So this this is another reason why, in this day and age, it wouldn't work as well because you'd be straight on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Going, yeah people be talking yeah. about it and stuff. Yeah. So, but then again, you know, you could set up all the viral stuff, like what you know. Yeah, if course, what's made now, there'd be yeah. such yeah. Yeah. Be a lot more viral stuff viral on the internet stuff. and all yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. To it could be just to bump it up a bit more. But then again, there's more stuff that's been since that kind of that doesn't make it as and the internet is naturally sceptical. I'm surprised it hasn't been done again, really, though, or something similar. I suppose stuff is similar. In the last I mean, Blair Witch was kind of the, the filmic yeah, really, version yeah. of it. But and it, I'm not sure Stephen Volt would want to be uh, known as partly responsible for Blair Witch 2. <laughs> <laughs> well, Blair Witch 2, I'd say. Blair Witch 2 is an interesting one because I think the, the film in itself is what receives the most slack, but actually. You had to see the the two there were two documentaries that accompanied Blair Witch Two, not a lot of people know about it. And they were these fake documentaries that set up the story. But I think it was solely because I watched those two docs. You watched it, yeah, as it should have been. You watched them first and then yeah. and then that, the yeah. yeah. But um they, they do say that they're making a third film. So. The plan was always to at the time, wasn't it? It was going to be a trilogy. It was, yeah, it was going to be the, the next one. It was yeah. going to be a, um, uh, like the village. What struck us watching it again was how dark the backstory is. 
which only yeah. becomes it's really interesting in terms of structure because mm. there's all the clues laid down and it, the story behind Pipes is only given about ten minutes before the end. It's really and even then, it's all boy ambiguous. It's really just word of mouth. Yeah, it's because the, all the kids are saying, "Don't touch me! Don't touch me! Get away from me!" And you find out it's a child molester. It's a child molester. Mm. Yeah, it's, who it's who really who nice. is possessed by the spirit of a child murderer? Yeah, and, and the yeah. actual show ends with yeah. the implication. That he's got. That he is. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's got uh, Sarah Green. Yeah. But even even no, but the kids in the kids in the yeah. as well. It's absolutely horrible. I don't know. But even even the description of how he killed himself, tying rope to a lathe and then cat's eating his feet. Yeah. 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 He had a dozen or so cats locked in with him. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's really. Uh, and what time did it go? Nine. Nine twenty five. Nine twenty five. Nine thirty five. I think it was. Yeah. Until. It was a funny time. Did Mary yeah, Whitehouse have anything to say about it? Was she dead by then? I have no idea. Well, maybe she was dead I'm and sure still had something to say about it. Around that, yeah. She was around for um, uh, Mary Whitehouse's experience. Didn't she complain about it? One thing I found quite interesting, actually, was obviously one of the, the most talked about things and one of the most noticeable things is the pipes' appearances throughout. And you were talking in a couple of instances of you know, oh, what they did there was, you know, oh, he was standing in the background there, or oh, he had to duck behind. I'd always thought that pretty much every instance was superimposed rather than him actually being there on the set because of the way he's so faded a lot of the time. But was was a lot of that just done? There was a computer system called the Harry, which was like one of the first non-linear editing. Harry, you say? The Harry, it was called. It was, Harry was used on the glove. Yeah. For, in graphic stuff. Yeah. For like, Crichton's POV and things like that. Mm. The act of since sadly passed away I understand Keith Ferrari played Pipes um, at one point just dropped behind something when a camera yeah. oh, I see. you know yeah. so he's standing the there and then he just had to yeah. 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 throw yeah. himself to the floor I think it adds a lot to having physically there because you can tell yeah. Uh, yeah. where the one where he's reflected in the uh, patio doors yeah, yeah. he's clearly there and then he is carried the 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 it definitely helps to have a physical presence yeah Rich also pointed out something while we were watching it, which was the uh, there's a bit with some cups in the kitchen where you see the cups <laughs> hanging up, and then later on you see that they've been cracked, and you reckon that the director says that she knew nothing about that. I so swear, it's even true. hanging over Ghost Watch, there's this air of what yeah, really yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. It was weird because I, like like I, I would have been the first to ask. Oh right, yeah, I see what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. don't remember, but we met up in. If I recall, it was Leicester Square, and I showed her this cup thing. She just didn't know what I was talking about. She couldn't see it in the edit. It was a funny edit because I had, I had to show Parky holding the broken cup in the evidence tray yeah. in the studio, and then the cups were fine at one point in the house, and then later on after the first sighting or something, then these are these cups are broken, and she looked at it and she just shook her head and she said, "I had no idea." <laughs> and I just found it remarkable. Yeah. It's like this this ninth sighting or whatever yeah. you call it of him in the mirror. Yeah. Uh, when the mirror's shaking and, and Parker said, This looks like an earthquake. <laughs> and she said, She's no idea. But it really does look I like love that. How many other sightings are there? Exactly. I'm sure thing. there's another 10 million out there for us to find. I, love that, I, that, I find that really interesting the phantom sighting where it's, it's debatable as to whether he's there or not when he's in the mirror because that is what the whole programme is about is mm. that he's not actually there but people can see shapes and think oh that's him that's him yeah. that's what the entire concept of the show is and they clip that was early on with 
them drawing on and trying to make out the figure, and that's and they exactly make out a shape in completely the wrong place. Yeah, and stuff, yeah. they set you up to see, yeah, to still see things. So the, um, the audience is there. constantly looking out for them, and there is an instance where the audience think there's something there, but there's not. Well, it's weird. Even I was sort of because you know I didn't know about every single sighting and things. So I'm watching it, and I'm constantly trying to catch every, every mm. single corner. You know, trying to see if if I can see something like a shadow or anything like that. But obviously, it's moving too fast to notice. But there could be some stuff still there that we haven't spotted yet. You know, you really got to work. Yeah, yeah. press exactly. the red button to see pipes. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I think I think part of the reason why it's it's like now you know in the last few years that it's sort of re-emerged is that it is even though we've talked about you know the technical side of what it would have to be done differently today, it's it's very of the current times in terms of the style of Absolutely. it. And, you know how it appeals to people. I mean, it's staggering just how similar. I mean, things just haven't changed. You have an OB unit. The only difference is it's got smaller. Yeah. You know, if you look at one of the things I saw, because I haven't seen it for a few weeks, um, <laughs> the cables, the truck, the absolute yeah. amount of cables. Yeah. That, you know, and yeah, there, I mean, most of it'd be wireless. You know. Yeah. yeah. The um the actual production of it, like the way you know, it's, obviously, it's really must be really difficult to show a working TV setup. You know, as part of a TV program, but like, the various sort of camera movements and how everything was set up was that like really tightly scripted was it i mean was was everything controlled down to the absolute detail or was there like like with craig charles we suspect he might be out of sometimes was mm. some of the you know the camera work and and just general sort of chit chat and whatnot was that it's quite close right. craig's line when he says um, only the bbc laughs that I always, when I first read the scripts, I always saw that as Craig's character being written for a lover. Yeah. You know, that they would have got a lovey in it, and and that would have been the line, and he would have said it sincerely. But you get somebody in with, frankly, the chops that Craig Charles has, and I think he's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. It's certainly well, a presence. Back to yeah. earth. You know, <laughs> but something that all Red Dwarf fans will agree on is yeah, the acting yeah. ability of Craig Charles. He is, a, even though he's not in it a great deal, he is a big, big part of why. It's Feels authentic, absolutely, mm. Def, definitely. Because yeah, he's there's always he a silly twat. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cut to the twat when you need some comic relief. Because it doesn't feel like he's he's saying lines, you know, especially the bit where it's like, oh, he doesn't think that he's still on camera and he's yeah. just chatting, and yeah. that that does feel like it's lived. It doesn't feel re- like it's scripted. The only difference from reality is he's not swearing and smoking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 he does seem to run off when the police car comes. <laughs> 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 doing other presenting hangs around that time as well, which is why you can... Cyber Zone. Zone. Yeah. Well, not just Cyber Zone. He used to, like, was like, what's that sound on the kids' TV show? It's about <laughs> 91, 92. And he did do quite a lot of little presenting hangs around that time. A fair bit after as well. Yeah. TV personality. Yeah. Actor, yeah. yeah. Which nowadays he wouldn't really be considered. No. Yeah. But he was just a great tabloid show. personality. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Where um where was it actually filmed? He was either not far from the television centre or not far from the the stores where all the lorries were with yeah. all the scanner trucks yeah. and everything. Yeah. So it's just a wheel like out. Yeah. Where you want to go on a little pilgrimage to you know just to go <laughs> pipes his house. Well, well, I must say we do not endorse. So why Northholt then? Because I, I just assumed that that they, they, they scouted for locations, found somewhere in Northholt, and said, "Oh, that's where it will be." Or hmm. is there a particular significance? Well, as I say, the original script for it, The Edge of Darkness esque X Files yeah. thing. It then moved to the, uh, the kind of live event that takes place in, mul- like a, almost like a comic relief, yeah. that takes place in multiple locations. Yeah. You know, you've got a creepy castle, a creepy 
wherever all of these iconic, you know, yeah. notorious, scary ghost places, and the one that was actually the home to the worst poltergeist yeah. ever was actually a little council well, house. Yeah. Wasn't there London the suburb. story? Was it the Ealing poltergeist? Wasn't that supposed to yeah, be? Yeah, it was. I think. I wondered if it was to do with that because it's West London. It's basically the same setup as that. Especially while we can hear banging. That was disconcerting. I hope we can get some of that. Um, actual footage. Yeah. <laughs> the things Recorded that we footage. saw. Oh my there was, god! There was a line of dialogue that Parky says to Sarah Green, like you've done Hospital Watch, now you're doing Ghost Watch. Yeah. Is that actually just a bit of dialogue, or had she actually done? No, something? she had actually I done think, Hospital I, Watch. Yeah, I was going to say. I think it was Hospital Watch, Badger something. Watch. Yeah. yeah. There were there were a couple. Yeah, there yeah. were a couple. Yeah. <laughs> and now the spring watch. And now the spring watch. Yeah. Spring watch, autumn watch. Yeah. That kind of. I say I'm vaguely recalling. is not sexy. I think there was an actual Ghost Watch as well. There was a BBC show called Ghost. It was either called Ghost Watch or Ghost Watch Live. Yeah. 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 Still yeah. Ghost Ghost Watch. Watch. And there was one. I think it was done at Beauty Motor Museum. <laughs> the title oh, Ghost Watch poses a Scunthorpe-esque problem on their message boards. Yeah, <laughs> it sometimes gets censored. <laughs> There's fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth letters. <laughs> Just counting. <laughs> the ghost watch. <laughs> You're gonna have to explain that one soon. Well, Scunthorpe's got the word cunt in it. <laughs> ghost watch has the word twat, twat. in it. Hey. <laughs> That's that's an odd thing I think that's worth mentioning. I I know it's I think the the the, the way to approach it is with humour, which is um, you know a lot of people are surprised by you know like I did the Rickroll thing on the YouTube uh, page. Yeah yeah I often get that comment. Um, <laughs> but you know I, the, to close I'll tell a, a very brief and I'm sure entirely uninteresting story to anyone <laughs> but myself. Um, when I was seven, that was when I saw Ghost Watch. And um, the night I watched it, I watched it with my parents, and it was great. I loved it. It didn't bother me as much. I, I was always interested in film theory, even when I was a kid. And I was interested by it, but it didn't scare me. And it was only until, I don't know, maybe a week later, two weeks later, that I started to make this entirely unique film in my head. <laughs> that bore, because, the, the, because there was such a blanket... Again, it's not the, the the word ban isn't the right word, but sort of you know covering over Silent it, and they just, yeah they didn't want it mentioned. So there weren't even any clips when it was mentioned on the news, mm -hmm. and there weren't any uh, you know screen grabs in the magazines or anything. So a lot of people say to me, "Where's this scene? I finally got the DVD. I finally got the video. Where's the bit where the ghost is dancing on the lawn? Where's the bit where?" <laughs> when it finished, um, yeah. so when the credits went up, I was like, where's the bit where Sarah Green goes down into the glory hole room? I was like, I was absolutely convinced there was a bit where she goes down the stairs. There is, yeah, the there is. But the, no, she no, goes in the door shut behind her. You don't see it. I remember a camera following her down and it wasn't there, but it, mm. it's what you're saying. It's, it's, yeah. There was, you nothing else, about it there was no reference point. You thought, you think about it and it, it something that lends itself to your imagination. Because there's no reference so you start making things up. And that makes it worse because you can scare yourself. into an urban myth. Exactly. In consciousness it's worse 
worse than it was. And you get things like, it, it's happened recently, it started to be mentioning things that you've been posting on Jonathan Ross and on uh, David Bubble. Yeah. Bubble. It was yeah. on, yeah, it's on the People are making up their own parts of it and reporting it as fact. Yeah, it was, it was Michael yeah. Aspel did it, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> Michael Aspel. That was because he did Strange But True, following the year for ITV. That was awesome. Um, not as good as uh, 14 TV. With a good Reverend Lionel fan for. Oh, oh, I don't remember love that. that. Yeah. Love that. I don't know what it is, but when it, there's some, I don't know where it stems from. I, need to, I can't remember where it started, but I, I always get freaked out whenever um, I'm watching TV and you, there's something, even on that channel, or maybe it just breaks or it just breaks down or something, but it makes me, it just makes me feel really uneasy when I see like a TV disruption. Mm. Be it, I don't care what it is. It's like you know, I, yeah, I read about like, this stuff on TV where people up. where people sabotage the radio waves and start sending things. Uh, and it's oh, like, Max Headroom. Right, okay. Yeah. Like if I'd that have seen that, if I'd have right, seen that, weird, yeah. the, that would have actually freaked the shit out. Yeah, yeah. that one. That one freaks me out. So does the, the, I sit on YouTube the now and I'm like, and really, even that still makes me feel. I just get the same feeling every time. I just feel odd. The ones the voiceover pretending to be an alien from the seventies that just got this horrible humming distortion noise yeah. underneath it it's if you listen to what he's saying it's so unrealistic and not scary it's just the idea of it interfering with an ordinary yeah. transmission it's, like, it's so a betrayal creepy. of trust yeah it's almost that's like you're inviting is. somebody into your home when you turn on the tv yeah. and you that's expect... why screamers are so horrible yeah yeah, yeah. I think that's once again is. the bbc betraying our trust <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing it's like you, you see the testimonial the, the ghost story and it's and it starts to slow down and rewind yeah. and fuck up and yeah. it's like and i'm sat there yeah. watching it I know it's a DVD. Yes. But in my head, that's not meant to happen. Well, yeah. the DVD and that don't feel like it. It makes me feel really strange. Yeah, the, the, the DVD did freeze. It did freeze at first, yeah. And I thought yeah. that was part of the thing. All like, A round of applause for the, the, you know, the yeah. way they just set up the theatrical DVD. The neighbours banging on the walls and it's the DVD player going around. that kind of thing where everything just kind of, whenever something goes wrong, I just get this horrible feeling that just... You know, I, I can't no, feel completely. I, uh, yeah, I get the same. Really but that's because I work in TV. But I don't know. As a view, just yeah, yeah. it must. That must be it. It's like a sort of like a you, you're lying to me. Yeah, I like it, and yeah. I don't know what it is. It's yeah, you feel like you can't trust even what you're watching anymore. It's like being shit scared of static as a kid. You know, it's like it's the TV doing something it shouldn't really be doing. You're I'm not particularly hungry. expecting it to. <laughs> And oh, you know, that's why the that's why the test card scares people. It's like this absence yeah. of and this constant tone. And then life on Mars, all the scary so, shit going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. even Indiana had a thing with scattered. Uh, it was quite eerie. Sure it did, though. So, even yeah. games are doing it. There's um, is it Arkham Asylum? Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely brilliant. You, I don't know if we can towards mention this, the end. Towards the end, you're playing the game, and the game crashes. The, the game crashes, and it resets. And then you get an alternate video where it's all fucked Opening up and everything's switched round. It's the Joker. And it's the Joker who's Are you yeah, sure? Is it not the Scarecrow? Yeah. Because the idea uh, is the it's supposed, yeah. it's sorry, supposed the to make you the player the feel scared. Fucking, the yeah. Yeah. Your console's Sorry, beg your pardon, it is the Scarecrow. It's fucking with Peace your head. Out. But it's the fact that they're doing it, they're still they're still able mm. to kind of subvert it That's into the medium. They did that in Metal Gear Solid. Yes, they did. Psychomantis, where it goes... Exactly. Yeah. I fucking love it. I, I, I'm amazed yeah. by it, but sometimes if I were playing the game and I wasn't aware of it, I'd be really even scared of just fucked off. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd, 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 I'd be really scared of just going, what the 
fuck is going yeah, on here? Breaking down. Yeah, seriously. I, I, just I was more annoyed. I thought I'd lost my save game. <laughs> but that's yeah. the point. Right? It wants you to think you've lost your save game. That's the idea. And that makes you scared. It gives you a sense of uneasiness. And yeah. you're like, what the, you're just uncertainty of what the fuck's actually going on. We're of the generation where we're so used to the conventions of yeah. whatever medium it is, television, film, games. And to have those taken away in any yeah. way whatsoever, it's, it's like safety net taken away. Yeah, it's, it's going to trust the same thing. Just, yeah. But I, I think you've nailed it. Now. I think you've nailed it in the head about what it is, and I've, I'm actually kind of glad you've worked it out because <laughs> it's bugged me for years. So we don't need the documentaries, what you say. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, we do. We do. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just put out this podcast instead. We do. We'll it's get just, the royal blue. It's just, it's just a case of just that's how I feel when stuff like that happens. I, just, mm. I feel really odd and strange. And I'm not going to get freaked so let's wrap it up thanks again uh, to everyone and to you for watching and um, who knows what may be lurking behind the curtains but it won't it's be me pipes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, it. end with, uh, yeah. thank you very much <laughs>